What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, I want to talk about distance learning, blue light, our kids being on screens, and what this means for our future leaders in time. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this dark, but also enlightening episode of the Nexus Podcast. As many of you know, school is about to be back in session for lots of our kiddos, at least here in California, probably about the next three weeks, kids are going to start back at school and school is going to look different. It's going to look different for some people. It's going to not look so different for others. And so some of the families that we take care of, they send their kids to private schools. Those private schools, some of them are starting back up and they're going to have business basically as usual. School is going to start. They're starting just a little bit later. And then we have on the other end of the spectrum, we have similar, you know, their private schools as well, who kind of get to make their own decision about whether they're going to do distance learning or bring kids back in the classrooms. And some of them are going to be doing the distance learning route. And so this episode is talking about specifically distance learning and the some of the pitfalls or downfalls as I see them. You may not agree with me, but that's okay. You don't have to agree with me. Um, it's my opinion and I'm going to share a little bit of science as to why. But then we also have you know a, a lot of our parents as well who are sending their kids to public schools. I take care of some families who one of their kids goes to a private school, other of their kids go to a public school. And public schools, at least in California right now, are not planning on starting back um, in person. So they'll be all distance learning. And the conversation I had with two clients uh, literally yesterday, you may not be listening to this when it was yesterday, but two clients had separate conversations with me yesterday about how their kids are learning and what it means for families and for kids and for the parents and for work to do this distance learning. So one of the things that has become abundantly clear is that the education system has completely been shaken up by this concept of distance learning. And not that I have a problem with it. I think distance learning, you know, even the Zoom calls for like businesses as well, is probably a good thing on some end is showing us, you know, that there are more sustainable ways to do things or maybe more people can work from home than we thought because we have so much access to doing things remotely. I always think it's better to do in person, but that's just a opinion of mine. And again, you don't have to agree with any of what I'm saying. I'm going to share some science with you that may refute what you believe. But the point is to talk about distance learning in particular. So one of my concerns that I have with distance learning is that there's one inherent problem with all of it. And it is not the teacher's It is not the school district. It is not the kids being around their friends, although that could be an issue as well. But one of the biggest problems that I see with distance learning is the fact that our kids are going to be required, like literally starting from kindergarten, maybe sometimes even earlier, to be on a screen. Now, this screen could be a cell phone. It could be a laptop. It could be a PC. It could be something else, a tablet, whatever. Kids are going to be on screens. Here is the problem with being on a screen. And this is any kind of screen. And there are other places that blue light specifically exists, but screens emit lots of blue light. Now we know, and you probably heard this before, that blue light messes up our circadian rhythms and it stimulates the brain in a very specific way. And this is actually what I want to get into. So if you don't know me, if this is the first time you're ever listening to this podcast, or maybe you don't know me well, is that I actually used to be a high school English teacher. And I'll circle back to this, but I just want to share why I think this is such an important conversation because I got out of teaching 
to help more people from a chiropractic perspective. And this is going to get right back into how our kids learn and how we create a successful world later on, how we set up kiddos to be successful. And so the conversation is going to come back to with distance learning, specifically the blue light and the screens that our kids are going to be exposed to for like literally six to eight to 10 hours a day, maybe even longer, maybe shorter if they're, I'm who knows how much homework they're going to have to do and whatever. So luckily my daughter's not there yet, but every time that we see a blue light, there's a cascade of events that happen in the brain. So the blue light stimulates a very specific part of the brain, which affects our eyes. And I'm going to walk you through this cascade of events because I think it's important to understand and it will shed some light on why I think distance learning could be a potential problem if you don't have strategies in place to mitigate the effects of the blue light that it has on the brain. And so here's what happens every time we see a blue light, blue light on the screen, blue light on the cell phone, blue light on the tablet, doesn't matter where it comes from. It stimulates a part of the brain called the mesencephalon. That mesencephalon, one of its responsibilities is pupillary constriction and dilation. Totally makes sense, right? If we look at a screen, our pupils are going to have to do something very specific in order to focus on what's on the screen. And so this affects the mesencephalon. Well, the problem with that is that when this affects the mesencephalon, specifically the blue light, it stimulates the release of a neurotransmitter known as dopamine within the brain. Now, many of you probably have heard of dopamine before. If you don't, I'm going to give you just a quick little science lesson in that dopamine does this in the brain. It literally is a neurotransmitter that is responsible for the expectation of a reward. So a lot of people say that dopamine is the pleasure chemical in the brain. It's actually not the pleasure chemical. It's the anticipation of pleasure. So when we talk about dopamine, now one of the things that I mean, an easy way to think about it would be like people who get addicted to gambling, they're not addicted to winning money. That's not the addiction that they have. The addiction that they have is the expectation and the anticipation and how good it feels to be like, oh my gosh, I could win on this role. I could win on this poll. And so dopamine is the neurotransmitter responsible for the expectation of a reward. All right, so we have blue light affects the mesencephalon, which is responsible for dilating and constricting our pupils. It's also responsible for other things, but again, we're just focusing on the blue light part of it. That releases dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, expectation of reward. This stimulates the basal ganglia. The basal ganglia is responsible for learning, habit learning, cognition, and emotions. But the problem is that this, when this happens, dopamine, it bypasses the prefrontal cortex of the brain. Now, the prefrontal cortex of the brain is responsible for soft skills. So when I say soft skills, what I mean by this is the skills that would allow someone to be successful. So I'm talking about emotional IQ. I'm talking about willpower. I'm talking about grit. I'm talking about curiosity. I'm talking about determination. I'm talking about being able to differentiate between good versus bad and right versus wrong. So every time we're getting exposed to this blue light, it affects the mesencephalon, we release dopamine, stimulates the basal ganglia, which bypasses the prefrontal cortex of the brain. The prefrontal cortex is like the learning center of the brain. This is what makes us human. This is what makes us different. This is what gives us um, consciousness as human beings. And so every time we have this happening, we're doing this all day long. We're literally bypassing the very part of the brain that is responsible for helping our kids be successful in school. Let me say that one more time. Every time our kids look at a screen, It is bypassing the very part of the brain that is responsible for success and learning in school, period. 
So this is very concerning because as we're doing this distance learning, we think that we're doing a benefit because we're trying to teach our kids new skills and certainly they need some of these skills. But the problem is, is that the skills that they really need is not content. It's all soft skills that all come from the frontal cortex of the brain. And if we bypass the frontal cortex, then we're not going to get the stimulation and we're not going to get the results that we want teaching. And this was the problem that I had when I was in the classroom. I was creating teaching strategies along with some of my teaching mentors that were actually stimulating the frontal cortex. And so now not being in person and then looking at a blue light, we're doing the exact opposite of what we would need to do to create successful human beings, humans and students who are going to be better at school and be better in life and be more successful. And this creates a bunch of problems for the future. Here are the implications of it. Um, If we're looking at screens more, our kids are going to be more addicted. What I say the neurotransmitter was is dopamine, right? Dopamine is the expectation of a reward. This is why our kids are getting addicted to the screens. I have another question within this. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's just a hypothesis at this point. And it is this, is that we talk about, and you guys have probably heard the term text neck before, right? Where a kid's posture is terrible because they're looking down at their screens all day. Well, the question I have is maybe it's actually not because they're looking down at their screens all day that their posture is bad, but their posture is bad because every time they're looking at their screens, it's bypassing the prefrontal cortex and the prefrontal cortex is responsible for posture. So let me say that again, because a lot of people get this misconstrued. And I think it's very important to understand your muscles are only responsible for your posture because your brain tells those muscles what to do. Your muscles do not do anything without the control of the brain. Your postural muscles are controlled by your frontal cortex. And so if your posture is bad, it is because you have a brain weakness. It's not because the muscles are weak or tight. This is super critical because people get this mixed up all the time. And I see people who stretch and massage and do all these things and they do them with good, with good intentions. The problem is that they're never addressing the brain. So they're never getting the result that they want. And so this is super important is like this text neck and this addiction to the screen and how that affects the mood and how that affects the posture and how that ultimately affects learning because the frontal cortex is the part of the brain that is responsible for learning and creating successful human beings who can learn more and who can make better decisions, who can be more rational. And what this comes down to is what is going to happen to our future leaders if we continue to put them in a position where the frontal cortex the part of the brain that is responsible for their success and responsible for their decision-making is understimulated because they've been looking at screens all day in school. It's a troubling, troubling, troubling scenario in my opinion. Now, this conversation is not meant to bash the teachers because they are doing exactly what they've been told to do. There's not really a way around it. I don't know what I would do if I was a teacher specifically. I would probably be assigning homework where students would have to go outside and do things and make them, force them to write about nature and be in nature and not looking at the screen listening to me lecture. Heck, I may even make audio so they can't watch me and they just have to listen to me. I'm not sure what I would do, but just a couple ideas off the top of my head. And this is where I think it is very important to talk about chiropractic care because the very nature of chiropractic care that I provide in my office is to stimulate the, wait for it, wait for it, the frontal cortex of the brain, the very part of the brain that is bypassed every single time we look at a blue light on the screen. Every single time your kids are in distance learning, we're destimulating the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that is responsible for success, which is stimulated by chiropractic adjustments. Now this gets super interesting. So the question is, how does this happen? Let me just give you a little bit of the pathway. So in our spinal cord, 
50% of all of our neurons are responsible for movement. So this is the spinal cord, right? Half of what you have in your spinal cord is responsible for sending messages up to the brain via movement, via pressure. It's called proprioception. Half of them, literally half of your spinal cord is responsible for stimulating your brain. Every time we do a chiropractic adjustment, this is why we adjust the spine is because it has a direct effect on the spinal cord, which flexes the brain muscle. And the very part of the brain muscle, the frontal cortex is, which is being bypassed every single time a kid looks at blue light so we can re-stimulate it so there is hope there are things that you can do this is why i take care of kids who have learning disabilities and dyslexia and diagnosed with autism and things start to change radically for them in school as well as other places in life because we're stimulating the part of the brain that makes them successful so after we stimulate the spinal cord via the adjustment via proprioception, it goes to the cerebellum. Well, the cerebellum is involved in coordination of movements, coordination of thought and memory, coordination of learning, um, among some other things. Uh, It also decreases stress and it influences better positive emotions. And so just that right there, if we stimulate the spinal cord or the spine via chiropractic adjustments, then we are affecting the cerebellum, which is responsible for what I say, thought and memory and learning, which is a good thing. And then there's a cascade of this that goes all the way up to the brain and it ends up in the cerebral cortex. So the frontal cortex is responsible for our consciousness. So I'm sharing this with you to tell you this, this is irrefutable science is that every chiropractic adjustment that we do here in our office stimulates the frontal cortex of the brain, correcting the destimulation that is happening by the blue light. So why do I bring this up with you? Many, many, many parents will have one of two questions. Why is my kid struggling so much in school with the distance learning? Well, they're staring at a screen all day. Or the other question is, why aren't they learning as much or why are they having trouble in school? And this could be one reason why they're having trouble in school. So I'm not saying this is going to fix the problem because what we need to do is get rid of kids being on screens. But a lot of times it becomes an addiction because I talked about that dopamine, that neurotransmitter, that expectation of reward. This is why Facebook, this is why Instagram is so addicting because they understand exactly how dopamine works and everything they've done is to develop it in a way that gets us addicted, that gets us to want the expectation of the new thing to come up. And we're expecting the new thing to come up. And so the same is with, true with kids in school is we're looking at these blue lights. It's literally destimulating the prefrontal cortex of the brain. It's causing them to be less successful. And so we can completely reverse these things or we can at least mitigate the effects of it through chiropractic care. And I think this is the most important thing that you could do and that you could address to ensure that your kiddos are staying successful this school year is to see if they have interference to the nervous system and if they're going to be doing distance learning to make sure that they are well adjusted. I'm super passionate about this. I've seen this in my life so many times this is why I got out of teaching is because I realized that chiropractic care coupled with great teaching strategies can get students sometimes results that would take them a year or more to get in less than three months. And I see it time and time and time and time again with the people and the families and the kids that we get to take care of inside of our office. And I'm so passionate about it. So my question for you is this, with this information, what do you do? Do you continue to send your kids to school? Maybe you should give chiropractic a chance and think that chiropractic is much, much more than just neck pain, back pain, and headaches, and we're actually mitigating some of the effects so that we can create healthier, stronger, better decision-making future leaders. Because ultimately, it scares me to death that we live in a world right now where everybody's scared to interact with one another, so we have to do things online, and because we have to do things online, it's de-stimulating everyone's brain who's doing the things online all the time. Not saying there's anything wrong with online. I do it as well. I'm on a computer 
computer right now to record the podcast. But what I'm saying is I have a series of strategies, the number one strategy being getting adjusted by a chiropractor so that I can mitigate the effects of the blue light on my brain so that I can make better decisions so that I can serve people at a higher level so that I can take care of my daughter at a higher level so I can take care of my wife at a higher level so I can serve people and be uplifting for humanity and the same needs to be true for your kids because one day they're going to lead our country and we're going to have a future of leaders who are struggling and can't lead and can't interact if we don't address the brain the most important way to do that is through chiropractic care that is all I have for you my friends if you have questions please reach out you can check us out on nexusfamilychiropractic.com you can check us out on Instagram Facebook DM us message us email us whatever you want to do would love to have a conversation with more. If you want to request a free consult, you can do that. Sit down and talk with you about exactly how we could help you or your family members. If you got some value out of this episode, please do two things for me. One, share this up with somebody who needs to hear it, needs to hear the truth about what's going to create health and healing within our communities. And number two, leave a rating, leave a review. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll come at you live again next week. Peace. listening to the nexus podcast with your host dr daniel kimbley if you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com